Jesus said, If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's not really the most encouraging word tonight from Jesus, is it? The world hates you. You know that it hated me before it hated you. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Well, that doesn't give us very good prospects for the rest of our life as Christians in this world, does it? It sounds like Jesus is warning his apostles and thereby all who believe in him that things aren't going to go so well for us who trust in him, who listen to his word, who believe what he has told us. He tells us this because he knows that it will be difficult for us to confess not only his name, but also the things that he has taught us as we go about our life in a world that lives and has lived since that first sin in the garden in rebellion to Jesus and his word. Of course, that means then, since it's been that way since the garden, through the flood, into the wilderness, with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob, with the people as they return from Egypt, as they wander, as they go into the promised land, as they conquer it, as they are judged and set up kings, are taken into exile. All through it, there is that temptation to abandon God's word, and instead to say and to do as the world does. What's the saying? When in Rome, do as the Romans. Or what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, I suppose. (laughs) That's always a constant temptation for us, is to abandon what we know to be good, right, and truth. True, both as it has been written on our hearts from the very creation, as we were made in God's image, and even as that image has been corrupted and distorted and even lost, as we know the truth as God has revealed it to us in his word from Moses and the prophets and in his son and by way of the apostles. The temptation to abandon what we know to be right and true, it seems, well, it seems like that shouldn't happen. And yet, the world has an ally in our own sinful flesh. Even the ones whom God has sent to speak the word to you are tempted by their own flesh to, well, to hold back a bit, to speak more kindly and gently, to perhaps proclaim the words, even from the Bible, that you would prefer to hear, and instead abandon or avoid those texts of Scripture that just make us either uncomfortable, or especially those that accuse us of our own sinful rebellion, and those that seem awkward and inconvenient, because it would really make us look a bit odd. Now, Jesus, of course, warns us that the world will hate us because we love him. And that shouldn't surprise us at all. What happens to Jesus will happen to the apostles. The past predicts the future. What happened to Jesus is 
what happened to the prophets who came before him, and the judges, and the kings. As they persecuted Jeremiah, so they persecuted Jesus. You think, actually, that story of Jeremiah sounded pretty familiar, didn't it? Sounded a lot like this, the things that happened to Jesus. He was brought into the holy city. He was put on trial. He said, I can only speak what I've been given to speak by the Father. They accused him of blasphemy. They sought the king and his, or at least Pontius Pilate, the governor, to, well, do the dirty work for them, so to speak. So also the people in Jeremiah's day sought to have the king and the princes to bring judgment upon Jeremiah. And uh, they used the same sort of accusation, too. I don't know if you caught that. They said that this man is speaking not only against God or against, how they say it, against the temple, but the, or this house, actually, is the word they used. He prophesied against this house, and he prophesied against this city, which is the prince's and the people's domain. And they're actually right. One of the most difficult words for us to say today is to speak God's word of truth, the truth both of law and gospel, that is, the way that God has made us and wants us to live, which of course accuses us, and then the forgiveness of sins, which comes in Jesus' name alone. God has given us to preach that word to those who like it and like it not, to proclaim that to family and friends who don't want to hear what God's word has to say, to speak it even to kings and to rulers, as we said in the intro at Psalm, right? I will speak of your testimonies before kings, O Lord, and will not be put to shame. The people, the priests in this case, are exactly right when they bring out the princes and the rest of the people, and so you have both what we would call the church and the state together being testified against by God's prophet Jeremiah. Same thing happens with Jesus. Jesus is brought before what we might call a secular ruler, if there is such a thing. There isn't. Brought before a ruler whom God has set up, Pontius Pilate, and brought before the chief priests for trial. Tried by both the church and by the state. Of course, found not guilty according to God's word, but guilty according to their world word. And of course, that's true of the world. The world follows a different word. Because the world follows a different word, then the world hates the one who comes with God's word. Of course, the focus today is on St. Simon and St. Jude, two of Jesus' apostles, who we know very little about. But it could just as well have been about Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, the rest of the prophets. It could be just as much about Peter and Paul, or even those who followed after, Irenaeus, Ignatius. It could be about Gregory the Great. Pick your preacher. But I would argue it's not just about those who have been placed in the office of prophet, those who have been placed in office of apostle, those who have been in the office of the holy ministry as Christ's pastors. But this word actually then applies to all of us. What Jesus says to his apostles applies to the whole apostolic church, that he puts his words in our ears, his spirit takes up residence in our hearts by our baptism, so that we hold fast to that word, listening, obeying to what Jesus has said, holding it near and dear to us, 
and then speaking it in whatever context the Lord gives us to speak, whether we are a pastor or we are, I guess, a lay person. Wherever God has given us occasion to speak, we speak it, whether it's to a family member or to a friend, whether it's to a fellow Christian, whether it's to an unbeliever, whether it's to a king or a judge, whatever context the Lord has put us in, he would have us speak his word. And it is possible that like Jeremiah, we get thrown into a cistern, or like Jesus, we get crucified, or like today's uh, martyrs, it seems even worse happens to them. Regardless of what context the Lord gives us, or puts us in, whatever vocations he has given us, he would have us speak his words. So, like Jeremiah said, the Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and against this city. I'm just simply saying the words that he has given me to say. As for me, here I am in your hand. Do with me as seems good to you. And sometimes the people will listen. So it's not completely without encouragement tonight. Sometimes they may relent of what they aim to do against you. Or they will repent and the Lord will relent of what he had proposed to do against them. And they will even confess and be converted and say, as they said of Jeremiah, he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Amen. We believe. May God give us to speak the word in its truth and purity in every context that he places us to those who like it and like it not. And may he grant faith to those who hear that they too would repent and believe as we do. In Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.